0: I am Superman. No, I'm Superman. Don't know what's happening. (laughs) No, I do know what's happening.
1: (laughs) Oh, wait, that's Spartacus.
0: Oh, yeah. We just, everything is wrong. Just the world, generally. Uh, It's hard to disagree with that one. (laughs) Still, it's 2021. Onwards and upwards. What are we doing? It's the last track. We're talking about the last track on Life Switch Pageant. It's Superman. And this is Gentleman Don't Get Caught, a podcast about... REM which is why we're talking about an REM. REM song brilliant so now everyone's clear as to what's going on what do you think of the song Ali I quite like it cool <laughs> you did ask no yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm just being rude um, <laughs> yes
1: unspeakably
0: I liked it too. My, my my only other really thought along those lines, those mm. genre lines, was that I think I would like it less if it wasn't the last track on the album.
1: Oh, that's interesting.
0: Like it feels like an album closer.
1: Oh, you and I have very different feelings then. Um, I think. Yeah, no. No, 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 no. No, I, Okay. I fine. think it's a really weird choice for an album closer. Okay. I mean, not necessarily in general but mm. i feel like for for this album it's i don't know i mean i guess you could say there's an argument for like ending on a like a lighter mood which this song certainly yeah, I is that's how it feels to me yeah like a kind of yeah let's do something fun for you know three minutes but yeah mm-hmm. um yeah no i i think like Just mood-wise, it's a bit of a surprise that it's in this position on the album. Like, I feel like it would make more sense to have it early or towards the middle for me, but...
0: I I can just imagine, and this is probably like age bias again Mm. Then, if this was released 10 years later Mm. in the CD era, as it were... yeah. It would be like an unlisted track. Yes. Yeah. yeah and it yeah. would be at the end and there would be a gap of like 30 seconds or something of silence. Or
1: even like five five minutes. You just leave it on and then go, what?
0: Yeah. That's how it feels to me. It feels very that tone where like it doesn't re- it's like quite a fun song and you're kind of glad it's on there. It's almost trying to do what just the touch felt a bit like, but it just does it better.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah. I think it's a more enjoyable song and a more memorable one. Um, But yeah, it does have that thing where, like, we've chunked on a track that's upbeat and fun and not really fits with the rest of the tone of the album, and we've just not bothered to list it.
1: Yeah, it has big secret track energy. Yes. Yes. So I will grant you that, but I think as, like, a proper album closer in the context of, like, the general tone of the album, like, I feel like it's a bit of an odd choice.
0: Okay. Yeah, I can... Sympathise.
1: feel like I've argued my case somewhat.
0: <laughs> yeah, quite. Do you think you should have just shut it down on... Uh, Swan Swan H? Yeah, that's the one. That's the I...
1: Yeah, I think maybe.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm
1: trying to think, like, would I move a different song to the, the final position i mean i certainly wouldn't want to end the album with just a touch because i'm just like no obviously not yeah i can see maybe flowers of guatemala being a good album
0: closer exactly the same thing at the risk of stealing your thoughts
1: (laughs) um i'm just kind of like it needs to be kind of kind of somber
0: uh yeah kind of somber without being like the saddest track on the album to Mm. end with yeah yeah I can't think of a better option, to be honest. But
1: But uh, like saying I would have it earlier in the album, mm-hmm. I wouldn't want it
0: before
1: Cuyahoga. I can see putting it instead of hyena, or, or even just putting it like before or after hyena. <laughs> okay, we should probably talk about the song on its actual yeah. own merits rather than just
0: Go like for it.
1: Yeah, like like you said, it's it's fun. To me, it feels like a bit of a like, 60s pop song Mm -hmm. parody, maybe, Um, or almost, like, uh, kind of, like, mid-period, like, Beatles kind of, like, Mm -hmm. fun knockabout song. Um, I think part of it is, like, the harmonies give it that quality, which I really like. They're they're nice. Um, I do enjoy when REM break out some harmonies. (laughs) But, yeah, I don't have a ton to say about it i mean i kind of like that it's it's very poppy
0: do you think it's about the experience of being superman
1: (laughs) i mean maybe but
0: do you think superman knows what's happening
1: i mean probably has a bit more idea maybe than the average average joe in the street maybe i don't know
0: yeah yeah I don't know. I'm just thinking thoughts about Superman. So lyrically, <laughs> yes, it's I, pretty simple. I, I think
1: I was going to say I haven't even looked them up.
0: I am. I am Superman, and I know what's happening. Is I that am, all? I am, I'm Superman, and I can do anything. anything. You don't really love that guy, now, do you? Something else. Some other lyrics either side of that one.
1: Yeah, I think that bit is the bit that sounds really like Beatlesy. Mm -hmm. oh if you go a million miles away i'll track you down girl
0: trust me Yeah, that's like slightly creepy 60s yeah
1: like like, pop song yes yeah like scarily possessive and gross scarily possessive uh trust me when i say i know the pathway
0: to your heart (laughs) (laughs) yeah because i'm superman and i know what's happening yeah (laughs) <laughs> yeah, the, once again, a song where, when you start reading the lyrics, you think, sounds more threatening than I thought this song was. Ah, oh, it's a cover. Ooh, interesting. It's, yes,
1: <laughs> rigorously researched, just how you'd describe this show, yep. never. Um, yeah, apparently it's by Gary Z- Zeckley and Mitch Butler. So I am going to copy and paste Please that. Do. Into a new one. Well, that gives it even browser. more like
0: secret track vibes, doesn't it? Chuck a cover on the end. Chuck a random fun cover on the end.
1: Okay, uh, so it's a 1969 song by the Texas band The Clique. So I was correct in. A... <laughs> you
0: say that like you're intimately associated with The Clique.
1: No, I say it like a man who's reading <laughs> the Wikipedia article about it. Uh,. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm glad that I correctly identified its heavy '60s vibe. I'm impressed. Yeah, um, yeah, <laughs> it's kind of like the the uh, the the entry for the uh, for the song. Like within the first sentence says, "Oh yeah," and it was made more famous by REM putting it on their album.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, so there you go. I mean, like it's 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 fun. I'm trying not to read too much of the Wikipedia article, because, like...
0: No, do it. Paraphrase. It's fine. Oh, no. We, we've cited our sources. It's Wikipedia.
1: <laughs> no, I was just, it's just saying, like, God forbid that this actually <laughs> seem like it's based on some knowledge, even if it is Wikipedia. Okay, that's fair. Um, so we will not spoil this with, with research.
0: No, but it is, yeah, it's, it is interesting. Have we got any other REM covers? I realise there are some on uh, some of the early... B-sides and things, you know, because there's, there's a few on Dead Letter Office. Yeah. Um, a compilation of early stuff, but...
1: I'm pretty confident that there is a cover song, at least one on the next album, Documents. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't even remember the name of the song, but it's kind of about midway through the album. Um, what are your thoughts on Superman? Must he be stopped?
0: The song or the character? What? <laughs>
1: The character
0: oh yeah he's all right <laughs> i <laughs> my comics knowledge is quite limited mine is v- extremely limited um i've read a few and all the pretty much all of the comics that i've read and enjoyed being like pretty famous comics okay um like Watchmen, sandman etc yeah 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 and i've en- like i've enjoyed them they're interesting yeah. um and even the ones that are like marginally less known are not indie they're like you know like the unbeatable squirrel girl which is amazing and hilarious, um, I have heard. But it's of still, that. yeah, and it, well, yeah, exactly. It's still published by Marvel. It's like just because it's not the biggest selling Marvel title doesn't mean that it's not. Right. You know what I mean? It's a Marvel comic. It's not niche.
1: Yeah, it's it's not some obscure like
0: no exactly. startup publisher. No. no one's
1: heard of. It's it's not like it's the clique of comic books. No, quite. <laughs> oh, just dunked on the clique.
0: So I don't really have that many interesting thoughts about. Superman. Have you read The Amazing Adventures of Cavalier and Clay by Michael Chabon? No,
1: I have not. I Another have not fairly well-known book.
0: So, not saying because it's niche. Mm. Um, but it is... It's all fiction. Mm. But it is very broadly based on like some of the early comic book creators. Oh, okay. Like in New York, like it sat well, just before and then a bit during and then a bit after the Second World War. Oh, okay. Because um, a lot of the... You know, one of them is, I think one of them is a New York born Jew, and the other one is like an Eastern European immigrant. Mm, okay, and it's you know they a lot of it's expressed through their comic strip, which is, yeah, certainly inspired by the people that, like, came up with Superman that kind of thing in the comic strip. But it's really good. Gotcha, really gotcha.
1: That's reminding me tangentially of one of the graphic novels I have read uh, being Mouse. Okay, that's yes. Years yeah, is that and art? years and years. It yeah. is, yeah. Years and years and years and years and years ago. But that's good. Um, also, I've read your copy, I think, of Red <laughs> Sun.
0: Oh, yes. Uh, uh, yeah. That bringing is, it back. That was, that was fun. That may well be the only Superman comic I've ever read. Like, most other Superman things I've just picked up through cultural osmosis.
1: And- yeah, yeah. I mean... This was watching
0: Lois and Clark
1: <laughs> yeah. giving up. Yes, yeah, and then Dean Kane turned out to be a bit of a
0: is the the William Shatner of that break. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. I mean, maybe that's unfair to William Shatner. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, um, Red Sun was one of those like like the idea was so brilliant that almost mm-hmm. like the actual thing couldn't quite live up to it for me. Yeah. But I still enjoyed it. I still think it, yeah. it was worthwhile. But it's just like definitely yeah that is a very good concept not least for the like man of steel like uh stalin thing uh because <laughs> you know stahl meaning steel so oh, like, okay yeah, yeah yeah so so his name like loosely could be interpreted as man of steel so the fact that it has that little uh kind of edge to it is interesting I mean, you, you've, you've got to know that somebody who, who chooses as their, like, their revolutionary pseudonym as, like, Man of Steel is going to be a bit of a piece of work.
0: You'd, you'd have thought. Uh, we're watching, uh, we'll still be an iPlayer, I'm sure, mm. uh, whenever this comes out, because stuff's not iPlayer for ages. Yeah. Uh, Last Woman on Earth with Sarah Pascoe, which uh. has been, you know, we has like watching travel kind of slightly off-key travel programs, especially Mm. during the pandemic, (laughs) Uh, where she goes to different countries. It was filmed, I think, end of 2019 into 2020, because the end of the last episode, she's like, we didn't get to finish this episode because lockdown happened. Mm. Um, But she goes to a different country each episode and, like, talks to people about jobs that are, like, dying out for whatever reason. Oh, okay. Because the economy has changed or because of climate change or whatever. Um,
1: That sounds surprisingly heavy for a travel program.
0: Yeah, it's, like, it's treated pretty lightly, Mm. but... You know, it's got like, it's got like little bits of serious undertones, gotcha. but mostly. Like, she's not there to take the piss, but it's also, you know, she's a comedian. It's not super right serious. But one of the episodes she goes to Georgia.
1: Oh.
0: And spends a shift being a tour guide at the Stalin Museum. I was
1: going to say, this is going to end up with a trip to, I want to say it's gory. Yeah, so that was,
0: that was interesting. Yeah. Um, and chatting to the tour guides and being like, well, what, what do you say about the whole, like, killing your own people thing? Yeah, what did they have to say about that? <laughs> well, the talk guys seemed, like, they seemed, like, very neutral about mm. it. Now, whether they personally felt very neutral about it, it was hard to tell. Right. But in terms of, like, like in the museum there was a cabinet,
1: mm.
0: you know, with, like, examples of people that Stalin killed or whatever, that kind of thing.
1: Oh, okay, so they they do actually acknowledge the fact that he
0: was... Well, it was one of those things that, yeah, that was the kind of tone of it was like, it wasn't completely ignored, mm. but it was more like, here are some specific people and the kind of general masses were like, not really mentioned. Like
1: the scale of it wasn't conveyed? Yeah, it's
0: the scale of it that wasn't Yeah. ever really addressed. Yeah. Um, so it's just that complicated kind of relationship.
1: Yeah. Big cinema cinema fan, turns out.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, there you go. Like, uh, is it Kim Jong-il?
1: Yeah, or was it Kim Il Sung?
0: Yeah. I think it was. Kim uh,
1: I think it was Kim Kim Jong Il. Yeah, yeah. Like had very, very like decided ideas of, like, what he mm-hmm. wanted to wanted. He wanted the Soviet film industry to be churning out, and been, and then basically only let people who were like very, very well established filmmakers make films, and then just like was very kind of um, like mercurial in terms of like what he would decide would be censored and people would like oh this is fine surely and I'd be like nope and then yeah i'm meaning to read a book about it cuz it's it's kind of interesting but yeah <laughs> yes i mean in the in on the grand in the grand scheme of things like you know the least of his crimes but like it's it's just kind of weird that somebody who's like the head of state like has this kind of like weird side thing that they're meddling in.
0: Yeah. Anyway. It's like the worst example of some bad boss you have that just like meddles in really trivial things for no reason. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah Mike. We've
0: all had one at some point. <laughs> but then, you know, I don't think I've had a job where I actually risked being murdered.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's that's so, good.
0: You know, small mercies. Indeed. On that note, we'll be back next time to talk about
1: Dark Dark Note.
0: The whole of the album. A dark, dark album? Maybe. Tune in next time to find out. Quite. May well be discussed uh, next time on Gentlemen No Get Caught. Goodbye.
1: Bye. Turn on narrator. Toggle
0: switch on. gdgcpodcast.gmail.com It's exciting. Sorry, I feel like it's taken us longer to get through this. I think that's partly just Christmas and tiredness and general pandemic fatigue.